just want to use your love are back oh, live stop with that please yes sir malcolm me and you are running down the home stretch for fantasy fries we're down to our second last division on the board and guess what it's the fantasy north Friday. and it's in the nfc baby not the best division in football like me and you know it is so we got the nfc north on tap for today yeah so we're going to start it off with the quarterbacks as we normally do um, the first team we're going to name off, just because this guy's ranked the highest, is the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers have an elite franchise quarterback named Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, last year, threw for uh, 4,002 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, only four picks, and a 62 completion rate, and also had one rushing touchdown for 183 rush yards throughout the whole season. Hey, every yard counts, especially for fantasy. So him getting a few points there. Uh, um, I think for this year, he's going to be very good with, uh, on, oh, well, we'll get into his weapons and who he's going to throw to, but with who he's playing with, I think he has a few options that can help him be as successful as, as he has been in the past. So I have him at number 10 overall for quarterbacks. Mr. Rogers has finished ninth in fantasy points, even though he appeared in all 16 games and ranked eighth in passing attempts. Hasn't finished better than 16th in yards per attempt since 2014 due to uh, Mr. 36-year-old arm. Yeah. Stuff. And hasn't cleared 26 passing touchdowns in a season since 2016. But I think kind of put some more flame to the fire with them drafting a quarterback in the first round. So I think that's going to be a huge revenge tour for Aaron Rodgers this year. And he does have a decent receiving core and a decent offensive line. So it should help him. So I have him ranked one behind you at 11 in my quarterback rankings. Mid to backhand quarterback number one. Yeah. I think he's probably going to get overdrafted just because his name is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, another Aaron on the Green Bay team is Aaron Jones, yes, who last sir. season had 236 carries for 1,084 yards and 16 rushing touchdowns, as well as 49 receptions for 474 yards and three receiving touchdowns. He was seventh in running backs with most their most all-purpose yards with 1,445, if I do my math correctly. Rock math, watch out. And had an NFL league-high 19 touchdowns. Uh, five weekly finishes outside the top 30, however, but still managed the second most points in at the running back position. So I'm looking for consistency this year for Aaron Jones. I drafted him last year. Good he pick. had, I think, had like two – Two weeks of over 40-plus points, but two weeks he dogged it. So it's not too hot, but I killed the game with 40 points in two straight weeks. So you, never really, you really don't expect that anyway. So I have Aaron Jones ranked ninth in running back rankings. It's a high to mid-end running back number one. Yeah, I have him at number seven overall, so two spots ahead Ooh. of you. Yeah, I really like him. I think he's going to have that year where he's going to be more consistent this year. Um, and he's good – uh, catching running back too, so Aaron Rodgers can maybe rely on them on some checkdowns oh, and everything. Speaking of catching running backs, uh, Mr. Green Bay has got another one in Jamal Williams, who mm -hmm. didn't do much on the ground. 107 carries or 107 yards carrying the ball. No, 107 carries for 460 yards. 
and one touchdown and 39 receptions for 253 yards and five touchdowns. So he's throwing it. If Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, it's mostly going towards Jamal Williams in a touchdown game passing the ball. And that kind of hurt me a lot last year, having to see Aaron Jones not catch touchdowns with Jamal Williams getting most of them. Yeah. But he was 24th in fantasy last year in his 13 active weeks. So he's putting up numbers, even though he's not running back number one. So I have him 45th in running back rankings just as a bench roll waiver wire player. If Aaron yeah. Jones gets hurt. There's someone to look out for if he does. So yeah, he's a good running back. Uh, we're going to move along to the wide receivers now. And this wide receiver is probably one of the most underrated, underappreciated wide receivers for like for a while, for like the past few years, for sure. Uh, last year, he had played 12 games, had three yards under a thousand yards reception yards. So that's 997, five reception touchdowns, 87, 83 receptions and 127 targets. That's Mr. Devontae Adams. Leaving yeah. us on a cliffhanger, eh? Yeah, if you guys didn't know who that was. But last year, putting up good numbers, targeting 127 times only in 12 games. So he had, I think he was on pace to maybe hit maybe uh, 100 catches or just below that. So he's someone to look out for. I have him at number two in my wide receiver rankings. Absolutely. Me too. I have him ranked number two as well. Devontae Adams has four consecutive seasons as a top 10 receiver in fantasy points per game. And he was fantasy's number two scoring receiver during his 12 active weeks but has missed at least one regular season game due to injury in each of the past three seasons, including four last year. So hopefully he can stay healthy as much, but he puts up the points when he's in the lineup. So yeah, number two in wide receivers, top end wide receiver, number one. And then the other guy uh, on Green Bay, I don't have him ranked, but I would say he's a good pickup on the waiver wire and whatnot is Mr. Alan Lazard. So he's entering his third year this year. Last year, he played in all 16 games had 30, 35 receptions on 52 targets. Most of those targets obviously going to Devontae Adams. Uh, he picked up 477, so. yeah, 477 yards and three touchdowns to his name for, uh, for receiving. So I think he's bound to have more looks this year because they'd want – Devontae Adams is probably going to get double coverage most of the time because he's the biggest – Devontae threat. Adams. Pardon? Because he's Devontae Adams. Because he's Devontae Adams. So maybe Lazard's going to pick it up and get a few more looks this year from Aaron Rodgers and he can hit him, add a few more touchdowns, and then he's probably just around like a 900-yard receiving uh, receiver. So he's the one to look out for on the waiver wire for me. You heard it here first. Tight end position for Green Bay is kind of in question. We got Jace Sternberger's maybe his first year as a starting tight end in the NFL. That's due to Jimmy Graham leaving Green Bay and staying in division to a team we'll get to later. Play big in the playoffs for Green Bay, so I think that should increase his targets, but it's not a person that I have on my radar on my fantasy lineup. So I have him ranked 25th in my tight end rankings just as a bench roll. Hopefully he can turn some heads and maybe turn our heads like me and Malcolm and see if they could crack some lineups later on into the season. Yeah, I don't have him on mine either, obviously, in my top 26, but uh, he would probably be around the 30 mark anyways. He's like Jay said, like a wired tight end to look for. And then four kickers. So two, I'll say two out of 40 last year for 40. He hit 40 out of 41 extra points, uh, 20 up two out of 24 field goals. 
So that's a 91.7% uh, field goal percentage for Mason Crosby. Uh, hit half of his 50 yards, one out of two. <laughs> yeah, seven, on. seven out of eight, 40 to 49 yards. Um, 11 out of 11 for 30 to 39 yards. Uh, two out of two for 20 to 29. And one out of one from zero to 19. And it's rare you see those kickers hitting those in between, in, within 20 yards. So I have Mason Crosby in my top 15, ranked at number 14 for oh. kickers. He's still a good kicker. Still a good kicker to look out for, but I feel like there's younger names and bigger legs out there that you look out for as well. Yeah, you hit it on T for me. I think he's just too old and an aging leg. Like you said, he's only had two kicks from outside 50-plus last year. So I think yeah. you probably expect the same this year, if not worse. So he's not inside my top 15 because that's where you see your big points. It's coming from outside 50 yards and longer. The Green Bay defense kind of – I think it's kind of quietly could have a good season. Last season, 41 sacks, 17 INTs, seven fumbles, no touchdowns, but 313 yards against and 5,642 yards against. Good players on this team. You have Jair Alexander, you have the Smith brothers. So good players, but they just lacked fantasy point production. Like zero touchdowns definitely doesn't help your cause, but big yeah. 17 INTs. So they're kind of like have top 15 defenses, and they're probably just in the fringe of that. Not inside my top 15. Not inside your top 15? I have them at number 13 overall. I think they're going to be bound for a big year this year and prove they, they want to prove people wrong and get some of those touchdowns that they didn't get last year. So that's why I have them number 13. But then again, there are you only need one defense. And if you're basically in the 12-man league max, I'm assuming, like that's the biggest one I've been in so far. We're the 12, 10, and 8. Welcome, Max and Bob. There's 12 other teams ahead of the Packers that you can look out for. So uh, you're bound to get one of them unless someone – picks two defenses, which would be atrocious for you to do. The next team, we're going to get to Jake Eagles' favorite team, the Detroit Lions. Uh, shout out Jake Eagles, been on the podcast before, but we're going to start with one of the most underrated quarterbacks that's been around for quite some time as well, is Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford last year only played eight games, but he put up one yard below 2,500 yards, so 2,499 passing yards, 19 touchdowns in eight games, five picks, and a 64.3% completion rate. So only playing half the season, he had put up pretty decent numbers. And I remember, like, David Blow, is that how you pronounce it, David Blow? Like, yeah, Blow. Yeah, yeah, coming in and replacing him for a few games as well. Uh, obviously, the Lions, they're the Lions, so they didn't do much anyways. Okay. But uh, um, for me, I, Matthew Stafford's a really good quarterback. And I'm sure you'll, if he's healthy, then he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback for you as well because he's a consistent guy. Um, and so that's why I have a number 12 overall for quarterbacks. Yeah. Five of his eight starts last season, Matt Stafford was a top 10 fantasy quarterback, which was the best, the fourth best rate for the quarterback position. And Stafford did have a career high 8.6 yards per attempt, which was good for second best in the league. So Matt Stafford's still showing up, even though he's playing behind a terrible team defensively. But yeah. honestly, he's got good weapons. Like you can't deny he's got two solid receivers and a good tight end and a pretty good running back. We'll get to quit really soon. So hopefully he can stay healthy, but he hasn't missed much games up until last season. So hopefully yeah. they can do something because Matt Stafford is just washing his career away in Detroit right now. Is so I have him ranked. 12th, and again, like you have it, 12th in fantasy quarterback rankings, mid to low in quarterback number one. Or four for me, I had him. I took him in my draft last year before he got hurt. He was a good plus before he got hurt. Yeah, he was. Right back, the rookie out of the University of Georgia. He's going to start off the season as running back number one, DeAndre Swift. 
yes, who sir. was an early second-round pick, 35th overall in this April's draft. 440 carries and 70 receptions in his three seasons in Georgia. He will compete for snaps, I think, with on Johnson a little bit, so you won't see a – maybe you'll see a breakout campaign as a rookie, but I don't think they will to start off the season at least because on Johnson is an established player in the league. So I have DeAndre Swift 23rd in running back rankings as a mid to back end running back. Number two, what about you? Yeah, I have him just around there at number 24. Like from his stats last season, he put up eight touchdowns total, seven rush, one receiving. Had only 24 receptions, but he put up the one touchdown and 216 yards with it and had over 1,200 yards rushing. So I think obviously those are college numbers, but I think he's going to be a good – He's, I think he'll probably establish himself as the number one running back this year at some point. So, yeah, I have him at number 24 and a mid to low end, like, flex good player. Really? Yeah. Thank God our league's in PPRA. Yeah, thank goodness now it's convinced him. Holy. But the guy that Swift's going to have to be competing for snaps with is the University of Auburn alba mater. It's Carrion Johnson, who last season had 113 carries for 403 yards and three touchdowns to go along with 10 receptions, 127 yards, and one receiving touchdown. Receiving workload and rushing efficiency took a hard hit last season, 3.6 yards per carry, which is absolutely disgusting in eight games as Detroit's primary rusher. I think he's going to get limited touches in the running game with Swift in the picture, but I think he'll probably be the primary passing down running back in Detroit. So keep a radar out for him. Uh, 32nd, I have him in my running back rankings. It's a low-end running back number two yeah I have him as number 33 overall so like you said though I think the like I said before DeAndre Swift is gonna win that job and on Johnson will come in for a few that like he's not going to be completely sidelined but uh I see him as having the lesser role so that's why I have him lower at 33 and then we're going to get into the wide receivers now and the first one being Mr. Kenny Galladay and Galladay is one to look out for. Last year, put up 1,190 reception yards, 11 reception touchdowns, pretty crazy, on only 65 receptions at 116 targets. So he's putting up good numbers there. Um, and being very young as well, I think he's going to be a good player and going to have another good season this season. So I'm right inside my top 10 at number 10 overall. Ooh, I picked Kenny Galladay as well last year. How are you? Not a big deal. Paced the NFL last year with 11 touchdown receptions in 2019. And I think this is absolutely, this is a crazy stat. He was a, like you said, only had 63 receptions. Did you say 63, 65? Yeah, 65. So that averaged for 18.3 yards per target. So he is your prototypical down the field, deep threat receiver. And he is fantasy's reigning number nine receiver going into this season. So I think he's going to have a better season this year. Seventh in wide receiver rankings as a high-end wide receiver number one. (laughs) Bro, I don't know where that came from. I was just trying to look at the stats for the next guy that I was going to bring up. And that's Mr. Marvin Jones Jr. And Marvin Jones Jones Jr. last year. uh, Sorry, man, that happens every episode. Uh, he put up 779 re- uh, reception yards, um, had nine reception right, touchdowns. Coming it's coming up again. And he had like 62, if I saw it correctly, I'll X that out. 62 yeah. uh, receptions, but he put up nine touchdowns. And that's only uh, two less than what uh, Kenny Galladay put up last year. Marvin Jones has been in the league for quite some time since around like 2012. They also do have the other veteran, um, Danny, uh, Danny Amendola. 
but I don't have either of them ranked, but there's still two players to look out for for me. Yeah, um, Mark, just in terms of usage in Detroit's offense, like Jones and Galladay are getting the same amount of percentage with terms of the ball getting thrown to them. Jones had 86 targets, Galladay had 85. And Amendola had 78. So they're all getting good looks. It's just a matter of how they're getting it. Like Galladay is your down the three old threat. That's why he's got over a thousand yards. So Marvin Jones is still getting the ball. So I, I actually have him ranked at 30, 31. Wow. Low end wide receiver number two, but a high to mid end flex. I think it's going to be a major factor if it's a PPR league like ours. How are okay. you? Tight end position, we got the sophomore TJ Hawkinson, who last season had 32 receptions. For 367 yards and two touchdowns. Showed his upside with a six reception and a 131 yard, one touchdown game in his NFL debut for, uh, yeah, nice first impression. Mm-hmm. But managed only uh, double digit fantasy points just in one additional game and missed the final four due to injury. Mm-hmm. So, kind of a flash in the pan for his rookie season. So, I think should have more of an increased workload this season due to a really high upside, I think, for a, a player who. Decent numbers for a rookie year. So I have him ranked 14th in my tight end rankings, mid to low end starter. Yeah, I had him last year and obviously didn't pan out well for me. Yeah, how that worked for you? Yeah, yeah shut up. Um, <laughs> but I guess, like you said, he's going to, I think he's going to break out again this year. Like he's, he's showing some good numbers from last year, only playing, starting in seven games and playing in 12 of them. So uh, I have him ranked right below you at number 15 overall for the tight end position. Not bad. And then for the kicker, the other kicker that's really cracked my list is also on the Lions. His name, Matt Prater. Matt Prater hit 35 out of 36 extra points. Uh, and then he hit 26 out of 31 field goals for an 83.9% field goal percentage. Uh, from 50 plus, he actually hit seven out of eight. Not too 50 bad. plus yard kicks last year. Six out of nine, 40 to 49. Uh, two out of... 3, 30 to 39, and 11 out of 11, 20 to 29. So he's a kicker to really look out for because he can hit those long bombs. He's still pounding it away. That's why I have him at number five. So he's number five ranked kicker for me. Yeah, I have him ranked the same place at number five. Matt Prater in five of his past eight seasons have resulted in top 10 fantasy campaigns, including three of the past four. Uh, once adjusted for distance, however, Prater trails only uh, not only the best kicker in the league, Justin Tucker, in terms of field goal accuracy over the past five seasons. So he's one of the best kickers in the league and one of the deepest legs in the league. So I, again, number five, high to mid-end starter for moi, Malcolm. But someone who isn't a high to mid-end starter would be the defense for Detroit, who last season only managed 28 sacks, seven INTs, 11 fumbles, three touchdowns. 411 yard points against and 6,406 yards against. The only real person I can name on this defense is Jeff Okuda, who they drafted. Who they drafted. Exactly. Because they got rid of Darius Darius Slay in the offseason to Philly. Yeah, I really can't name anybody else on Detroit's defense other than Jeff Okuda. I'm trying to think, man. It's tough. I think there's a, I know there's a flow, flowers is on the defense, a defense, defensive end. And that's all I got for you. That's it. So yeah, they're not inside my top 15. If you didn't get the hint. If you didn't get the hint either. Yeah, me neither. We were laughing at them because they're jokes are Jake, but it's true. Um, the next team we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know. Um, okay. Liz, will calm down. <laughs> um, we're going to start with Mr. If I die, I die. Uh, approach on COVID is Mr. Kirk Cousins. Before we get into his stats, recently he talked about 
oh, I'm going to live about my life, survive all the fittest. And who can blame him, right? Like, let him do it. He also said, though, like, he had to come up with another statement, but I still support wearing a mask. So he's obviously living his lifestyle, but he's protecting others at the same time. He wants to be able to do that. But his first comments were pretty funny. If I die, I die uh, from COVID. He doesn't care if he gets it. He, he's saying, let God run his natural course on me. But uh, we'll get into more of his fantasy stats now. Last year, had 3,602 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, six interceptions, a good 69.1 completion percentage. Also had one rushing touchdown and 63 rushing yards. Not that much of a rushing quarterback anyways. But he had a good season last season. Um, not like like not like an outstanding season where it would like blow you away, but it was still pretty good. And I would have him ranked inside my top 25 at number 22 overall. For we're hitting the same notes here today, but yeah, I think so. We're at number 22 as well for Kirk Cousins. Completed 69% of his passes, so top five for second 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 consecutive season, and posted an 8.1 yard per attempt, which was good for seventh best in the league. But run heavy offense in Minnesota, so it really does not favor him at all in fantasy. And personally, one of the worst high coaches in the league in Mike Zimmer, but they still make the playoffs. That's why he's still employed. So again, 22nd in quarterback rankings, back end quarterback one at best. Yeah, I'm not going to start off the season due to having him having being diagnosed with COVID. So to quote every Kirk Cousins fan out there, I don't like that. <laughs> Running back. We got Mr. Dalvin Cook, unreal player, 250. Yeah, you like that? 250 carries for 1,135 yards and 13 touchdowns, 53 receptions as well to go for 519 yards. Through week 14, Cook led the league in rushing touchdowns and trailed only Mr. Christian McCaffrey in fantasy points. He's finished no lower than ninth among running backs in carries, receptions, touches, scrimmage yards, and touchdowns. Cook's 15 carries inside the five were third most in the league, and he scored at least one touchdown in 11 of 14 games. So consistency is there. But what isn't there is his injury woes. He's missed 19 games in the last three seasons. That's a lot of games. So are you wary of taking Dalvin Cook in your draft? I'm, I'm still not. I still, I'm still – if he's there within the first two rounds so – you're not I'm, saying I'm going out to get this guy. It's going to let him fall to you. I'll unfollow me. If he's there within the first two rounds, I'm picking him up. Really? If he's there second round, late second round, let's say I get like fourth overall Hypothetically. Pick. Hypothetically, <laughs> if I get like fourth overall pick in a 12-man league and I get the fourth pick and he's there, I'm taking him. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is ranked sixth for me in my running back rankings as a high to mid-end running back number one. How about you? at the revolution but he's still good than a lot of these other guys that we've talked about over the past few weeks and that we will talk about next week as well but um yeah number six overall is there anything back you'd like to discuss now that i'm talking about okay so we're going to go to the wide receivers then and the first wide receiver i'm going to talk about got two for you today um first one being mr adam thielen uh, only played in 10 games last year, so he had 418 reception yards, six reception touchdowns, 30 receptions, and one rushing touchdown, actually. And didn't help.
yards, nine reception touchdowns, 15 receptions, and 153 targets. So here's someone that you really have to look out for. Obviously hitting that injury, put him back a little bit, but I think he's going to be ready to go again this year and bound to have an 1,000-plus yard season. So I have him ranked within my top 15 at number 12 overall. Ah, okay, yeah, so we're basically hitting the same notes with rankings. Number 12 again for me. He's going to be declared number one in Minnesota this year. But yeah. like you said, missed six games because of injury last season, but was previously very reliable, having not missed a single game during his first five seasons. And was ninth best in fantasy before the injury. So, and I think there really is not an established receiver on this Minnesota roster. So I think he should be primed for a big season, almost maybe all pro, maybe. So I'll get number 12, low end wide receiver number one, high end wide receiver two, without a doubt. You're, you're sleeping on Thielen or people sleeping on him? No, people are sleeping on this next guy. This next guy coming out of LSU recently from the draft of 2019 is Justin Jefferson. And I think Justin Jefferson is going to make a name for himself in Minnesota. And I think this it'll be year? The, this year. Yes. I think it'll be the number two, definite number two. It'll show. And then he will probably be fighting for that number one position next year with Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson last year in LSU put up 1,540 reception yards, 18 reception touchdowns and 111 receptions. Obviously had Mr. Joe Burrow throwing to him. Um, but Minnesota, he Big does have Joe Burrow, eh? Hate him, actually. Yep. <laughs> um, but you will have Kirk Cousins, who is a good quarterback, and he's just a stay-in-the-pocket type of guy, sling it to you, uh, type of quarterback. So Justin Jefferson is going to have – I know you said they are rush, run heavy. I think Justin Jefferson show up. And with my top 30 – yeah, Justin Jefferson's got big shoes to fill in replacing Stefan Diggs, who departed from Buffalo. But okay. Justin Jefferson last season, 90%, he lined up in the slot, which happens to be, I think, is Adam Thielen's primary target area is the slot. So who's going to have to adapt to be what is up for interpretation and Mike Zimmer to figure out. But, yeah, like you said, he paced all of FBS last year, which whoever doesn't know that is all Division One football with 111 receptions in 2019. As well, Jefferson's 83% catch rate and 18 touchdowns were best in this year's rookie class. So he's got some pretty good numbers to back himself up on going into his first NFL campaign, but has to establish himself. So I have him ranked number 48 in my wide receiver rankings as a bench roll to start because I think at some point he's going to show up. But I don't know if he'll be at the start of the season or not. Could the Eagles could have, could they have drafted him in the draft? Yes, but they decided to take Jalen Rieger instead. Just throwing that here for those Eagles fans that we know. So, nice. The two of them. Tight end position. We got the University of Alabama alma mater. Roll Tide. It's Irv Smith Jr. Last season, 36 receptions for 311 yards and two touchdowns. Was Minnesota's prime probably is going to be Minnesota's primary tight end this season due to Kyle Rudolph being aging well. So Irv Smith's probably going to get more of the receptions than Kyle Rudolph because he's more of a blocking tight end now. And Connie's probably going to be more relied on that more because of the run-heavy offense in Minnesota. But that'll take an account of work because Irv Smith probably won't get as much reception as he will anybody anywhere else. I have him ranked 18th in my tight end rankings as a low-end tight end 
number one. I have him ranked number 22 overall. So it was still like a low-end uh, tight end for me. I don't really expect a lot out of him. He only did play – he did start seven games last season, so that's why he didn't get a lot of numbers and only played in 12 games total. So he didn't get them as much as he could have, but he's still someone – oh, no, that's the – he played in all 16. Sorry, I was looking at the other guy. Played in all nice. 16 games, but started in 10 of them, so he didn't start in six of them. But like you said, I think he'll develop into that number one position at the tight end position in Minnesota, and he's still a name to look out for. Yeah, the next the, the guy that's going to be taking over at time number one, Kyle Rudolph, last season had 39 receptions for 367 yards and six touchdowns. Was eighth among tight ends in snaps and fourth in touchdowns with six. So I think He's probably going to keep those numbers up. Maybe the snaps because he's a very good blocking tight end. Uh, I think we'll lose more of the receptions due to the emergence of Irv Smith. So I have him ranked 27th in my tight end rankings just as a bench role player. Yeah, so now we'll get to the kicker in Minnesota. I don't have his – The former Cowboy. I don't have um, him ranked inside my top 15. But last year – he did hit uh, 27 out of his 29 field goals and a 93% uh, kicking percentage. Just sort of pulling up his stats here. Um, it's Mr. Dan Bailey. 27 29 field goals, 40, uh, 44 and extra points. Yeah, there we go. But aging leg makes for few kicks from long range, so it's not a huge fantasy threat on anybody's radar. So not inside my top 15 kickers. What about yourself? No, not mine. So, yeah, like we said, he had 10 of 10 from 20 to 29, uh, 9 out of 9 from 30 to 39, 5 out of 7 from 40 to 49, and then 3 to 3 out of 50 plus. But like Jay said, most of his, of his kicks coming within 40 yards. So it's not going to be a big pickup for you. So that's why I don't have him within my top. Uh, we got Minnesota's defense up next with 48 sacks, 17 INTs, 14 fumble recoveries. Two touchdowns, 301 points against, and 5,465 yards against. Last year, Minnesota's defense posted its second and second consecutive fifth place fantasy campaign last season, and has finished no lower than 11th over the past five. They have finished top seven in points allowed each of the last five seasons, top five in sacks each of the past two, and was top five in both interceptions and forced fumbles last year. But major departures on that defensive front with Linval Joseph going to L.A. and Emerson Griffin going to the Cowboys makes me gag every time I hear that. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every starting cornerback is now left in Minnesota as well. So huge holes to fill. But they have, they have Harrison Smith as well. So, I mean, like arguably one of the best safeties in the league. So I think they'll still make, manage a good season this year in fantasy. I have them ranked eighth in my defensive rankings as a back-end starter. Yeah, like with names like Daniel Hunter, Yannick Ngakwe, Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, I think that they're still going to be a good team, a good defense. And I have them ranked at number 11, so just outside my top 10. But at 11, like Jason, um, low-end number one starting uh, defense for you. And we're going to get into our final team here. Uh, the last team uh, with the most star-started players, but we're going to get into them anyways, the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears – Running a uh, quarterback position, we have two guys. I have two guys on my top 35 list. So the first guy being Mitch, Mr. Young guy on the team, Mitch Trubisky, had 3,128 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions at a 63.2% completion rate. Also had two rushing touchdowns and 193 rushing yards. 
he's going to have to find his way again where he had that great season two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think he's got to find, he's got to, yeah, he's got to find his way back. It's like he's cursed almost, but I have him ranked as a starter in Chicago. Uh, so I have him at number 27 overall in my quarterback rankings. Mr. Trubisky should start off the season as week one starter. I would hope. Yeah. But only had three top 10 fantasy weeks and finished 26th in the position of fantasy points by the season's end. So he's going to have to have a good season if he wants to keep his job. So I have him ranked 30th in my quarterback wow. rankings as a bench role. And then Mr. Well, like, you see all you see all the memes about him like throwing the accuracy. Like you see the Kirk Cousins one killed me. But this should, it's really should be Mr. Trubisky. His accuracy is yeah, – <laughs> It's gross. Yeah, it's nasty. Um <laughs> But the Mr. Dead Last in my quarterback ranking. Me too. 35, 35th overall. Mr. Super Bowl MVP. Big Dick Foles. He is number 35 last. And. There, we're back. Still recording, though. Still recording. And Nick Foles, like I said last year, he's... Oh, my God. ...out for being in that number one spot, but I don't think he's going to get it. So, Nick Foles, dead last, number 35 out of 35 on the quarterback rankings. Right there with you. He's never played more than 13 games in a single regular season and has finished only one season better than 29th in fantasy points. He's registered exactly two weekly fantasy finishes better than 12 over the past four seasons. So he is nothing to scream about in terms of fantasy production whatsoever. But he's got a ring on his finger. That's so, true. That no one else in that Chicago locker room has. In running back now in Chicago, we have Mr. David Montgomery coming off a rookie season in which he had 242 carries for 889 yards and six touchdowns to go along with 25 receptions for 185 yards and one receiving touchdown. Was 12th among running backs in touches and sixth in carries inside the five with 14. Poor rushing efficiency, which was a 3.7 yards per carry and 1.6 yards after catch and a lack of volume and effectiveness as a pass rush, pass catcher, pardon me, with 185 yards on only 37 targets. He only had two top 15 fantasy weeks, and most of that passing game in terms of the running back in Rockwell Room goes to Mr. Tariq Cohen, who we'll get into in a second. So I have him ranked 24th in my running back rankings as a mid-to-back end running back number two. Yeah, he only started eight games, I think, uh, last year. So I have him just around the same ballpark at number 25 overall for David Montgomery. Yeah. Mr. Tariq Cohen, the Mr. Swiss Army Knife. Yes, sir. Ranked fourth among backs in both targets, 261, and receptions, 203, since entering the NFL in 2017. Hasn't surpassed more than 100 carries in a season and more than four carries inside the five in his career. So he's doing nothing running the ball whatsoever. Yeah, you don't have to but, tell me about him last year. <laughs> yeah, nice. 70-plus catches in each of the past two seasons has helped him to finishing finishes of 11th and 27th, respectively, in 2018 and 2019. Yeah. So I have him ranked 29th in running back rankings as a high to mid and flex player. And that's where he should only be 
and fantasy lineups, not as a running back. Yeah, I have. I, that's all I used him last year as a flex, and he was a pretty decent flex. He got me points sometimes when I needed, but I didn't show, of course, at some other points. So I have him right behind where you said at number 28 overall, Mr. Tariq Cohen. And then we'll get into the wide receiver situation. So the first receiver I'll talk about is Mr. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson last year had 1,147 reception yards, seven reception touchdowns, only two away from 100 receptions at 98, but 154 targets. So he's being looked at constantly for Mitchell Trubisky to throw the ball to. Uh, I think he's a good player and he'll crack. He, I think he'll be that low end starter on your team or a good solid number two receiver. And that's why I have him ranked at number 16 overall. Yeah. A-Rob passed, paced all wide receivers and snaps while ranking no lower than six in routes, targets, reception, and end zone targets, which ended up with him making his second career top eight fantasy season last year. But this poor guy can't catch any breaks because he's got no reliable quarterback again. Coming from over from Jacksonville, he's gotten, like, in his career, his quarterbacks have been Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky. Yikes. How are you? So, and he's still putting up a thousand-yard season, so good for him. So, he, I have him ranked 14th in my wide receiver rankings. Don't see him as a number one receiver, so I have him ranked as a high to mid-end wide receiver number two, for sure. Yep. And then the other guy I'll talk about has been in the league for quite some time at 34 years old is Ted Ginn Jr. Coming over from the North. Out of the... Ohio State University. Of course, Jay has to bring that up. Uh, coming from the Saints last year, he had 30 receptions, 56 targets, 421 yards only, and two reception touchdowns. Uh, didn't do much rushing either. So he's still just – I think he's just going to be that second guy. I think just because he's a vet, he'll earn that number two spot be, to be looked at. But uh, he's still – someone I would say is like on the waiver you would look out for. If your guy gets injured and you need you – th you think the matchup's right, put Ted Ginn in there, pick up him up on the waiver wire. Yeah. The only thing I really add on to that is that A-Rob is really the only receiver in Chicago's room that's really established. So number two is really up for grabs. It's either him or Anthony Miller that's going to get it. So yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, it, the more benefit of the doubt is going to go to Ted Ginn, but he's not in my top 60 ranked. Yeah. I don't know how long he's going to last in Chicago, to tell you the truth. I think he's going to be dealt pretty quickly. A tight end is Mr. Jimmy Graham, the vet. Could be a Hall of Famer, but no ring to prove himself yet. 38 receptions for 447 yards and three touchdowns. He is coming off his worst statistical season since his rookie season. Yikes. Coming out at Green Bay, so obviously his age is declining. I think he's going to be more of a uh, what's it, mentor role for the young kids in Chicago. Uh, I don't see him getting much more than what he had last year at all, so I have him ranked 24. He was 21st last year in fantasy points. I have him ranked one higher at number 22 as a bench roll. Yeah, I have him number 24 as a bench roll. If you do draft two tight ends, some people do. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but we'll talk about their kicker now. And their kicker oh, not ranked. Chicago kickers. Woo, love that. But obviously, not really. you know, so in Chicago, he's not ranked for me. But it's Just Mr. Eddie Nero. And last season, so this will be his second season at 25 years old. Last season hit 27 of his 29 extra points and then hit 
of his field goals hit 23 out of 28, so uh, 82% efficiency, not the best percentage for a kicker. His longest being a 53-yarder, though. So he was 2 of 2 last year from 50-plus, but he was 3 of 7 from 40 to 49, <laughs> 9 of 10 from 30 to 39, 8 of 8 from 20 to 29, and 1 of 1 from 0 to 19. So obviously he's not getting that volume, and he's not performing in that 40 to 49 range yet. So he's not an uh, established kicker, so not ranked for me. Yeah, it's going to take me a long time to get over the double doink in Chicago. So I'm staying way clear of Bears kickers for the foreseeable future. So he is not inside my top 15 whatsoever. But for the defense in Chicago, we had 32 sacks last season with 10 INTs, nine fumbles, two touchdowns, under 300 points at 298 points against, and 5,186 yards against. After dominating the NFL with 55 more fantasy points than any other defense last season, Chicago plummeted to 15th in 2019. Plummeted from 1st to 22nd in forced turnovers and 3rd to 24th in sacks. Ugh. Lost 3 of their top 6 and 7 of their 12 defenders in terms of snaps during the offseason, which included Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who is now a free agent after getting released from Dallas. Leonard Floyd and Prince Mukamara also leave the team, but pass rusher Robert Quinn and a healthy Canadian, Akeem Hicks, Akeem. definitely help. But even with the likes, as well having Khalil Mack, again, arguably best safety in football, Eddie Jackson, linebacker Danny Trevathan, and second safety Kyle Fuller will all make big impacts. So hopefully the Monsters of the Midway can return to being the Monsters of the Midway, and I think they will. So I have them ranked 10th in my defensive rankings as a back-end starter. I have them ranked higher than 10th, actually, in my top 10 at number 7 overall. So I think they're going to show out this year and put up some good numbers, and Khalil Mack will get to back to being Khalil Mack. Uh, obviously, he didn't have like his best season last season, but still a pretty decent one. So I think in the top 7 for me for the Bears, is a defense to look out for, like they always are, usually. Absolutely. So. There you have it. We have narrowed it down from seven divisions all the way to one that will be coming to you thursday because that's when the nfl season starts Ooh. i cannot wait to tell you Houston the versus who they're defending the champs but yes yeah, fantasy friday will be fantasy thursday next week and we'll get into the best division of football with our two teams in, a, in the afc north so AFC. we got a weekly recap coming to you next tomorrow with a lot of things happening in the world of sports for sure so until yeah. then We'll keep you posted. It's Jacob. And Malcolm.